from Tyler and France. This is a night in. I'm your host, Kate. And I'm your host, Tabby. Tonight, we talk about the transcripts. <laughs> we act out the transcript. So grab a beverage. It's time for a night in. Impeachment, the musical. So, we, like you, have read the transcripts. And we, like you, found them odd. Yeah. Oh, I want to I say we're not actually going to sing. I just really like the idea that we can call this episode Impeachment, the musical. Kate can sing. Tabby is tone deaf. And so, for mercy's sake, I mean, I, I did, I want you to know, suggest that we do this as spoken word poetry, but that was uh, shot down. <laughs> no, we decided that we're going to read through this transcript because everybody at this point has read it and it's not going to benefit anybody for us to just read it verbatim in a really boring way. So instead, we're going to read it mostly verbatim in a very funny way. Put a few filters on it. Give it some clarification. Yeah, add in some tropes. Maybe... Give you a new angle of perspective. <laughs> um, so basically what we did is we took the script and for clarity and for brevity, brevity's sake, I did cut out some sentences here and there, but it is, it is not edited. I didn't switch around any words or anything. So we, we read effectively verbatim this script between President Trump and President Zelensky, and when Tabby, sa- when Tabby says we added filters, we mean that we're adding theatrical filters, so. We had a few of our friends. Sean Pierce. D.E. Serrano. John Paul Young. Join us, and they guessed it a little bit, and gave us a new perspective on these very well read at this point words. <laughs> so I suppose without further ado, this is impeachment. The musical. The musical. In the style of sportscaster talking to the team VIP. Congratulations on a great victory. We all watched from the United States, and you did a terrific job. The way you came from behind, somebody who wasn't given much of a chance, and you ended up winning easily. It's a fantastic achievement. Congratulations. You're absolutely right, Mr. President. We did win big. We worked hard for this. We worked a lot, and I'd like to confess to you that an opportunity to learn from you. We used quite a few of your skills and knowledge, and were able to use it as an example for our elections. And yes, it's true. These were unique elections. We were in a unique situation that we had to be able to achieve unique success. I'm able to tell you the following, or the first time you called me to congratulate me when I won my presidential election, and the second time now that you're calling me when my party won the parliamentary election. I think I should run more often so you can call me more often. We can talk over the phone more often. In the style of erotica. It's very nice of you to say that. I will say that we do a lot for Ukraine. We spend a lot of effort and a lot of time, much more than the European countries are doing. Uh, And they should be helping you more than they are. 
Germany does almost nothing for you. All they do is talk. And I think it's something that you should really ask them about. But the United States has been very, very good to Ukraine. I wouldn't say that it's reciprocal necessarily because things are happening that are not good. But the United States has been very, very good to Ukraine. Yes. You are absolutely right. Not only 100%, but actually 1000%. And I can tell you the following. They are not working as much as they should work for Ukraine. It turns out that even though logically the European Union should be our biggest partners, technically the United States is a much bigger partner than the European Union and I'm very grateful to you because the United States is doing quite a lot for Ukraine. I would also like to thank you for your great support in the area of defense. We are ready to continue to cooperate for the next steps. Specifically, we are almost ready to buy more javelins from the United States for defense purposes. In the style of Spy Hard. I would like you to do us a favor, though, because our country has been through a lot, and Ukraine knows a lot about it. I would like you to find out what happened with this whole situation with Ukraine. They say CrowdStrike, the server? They say Ukraine has it? There are a lot of things that went on the, the whole situation. I think you're surrounding yourself with some of the same people. I would like to have the Attorney General call you or your people and I would like you to get to the bottom of it. As you saw yesterday, that whole nonsense ended with a very poor performance by a man named Robert Mueller, an incompetent performance, but they say a lot of it started with Ukraine. Whatever you can do, it's very important that you do it, if that's possible. Yes, it's very important for me and everything that you just mentioned earlier. For me as a president, it's very important and we are open for any future cooperation. We're ready to open a new page on cooperation and relations between the United States and Ukraine. For that purpose, I just recalled our ambassador from the United States and he will be replaced by a very competent and very experienced ambassador who will work hard on making sure that our two nations are getting closer. I will personally tell you that one of my assistants spoke with Mr. Giuliani just recently, and we are hoping very much that Mr. Giuliani will be able to travel to Ukraine, and we will be able to meet once he comes to Ukraine. I just wanted to assure you once again that you have nobody but friends around us. I also wanted to tell you that we are friends. We are great friends. And you, Mr. President, have friends in our country so we can continue our strategic 
partnership. In the style of Mob Boss and his underling. Good, because I heard you had a prosecutor who was very good and he was shut down and that's really unfair. A lot of people are talking about that, the way they shut down your very good prosecutor and you had some very bad people involved. Mr. Giuliani is a highly respected man. He was the mayor of New York City, a great mayor, and I would like him to call you. I will ask him to call you along with the attorney general. Rudy very much knows what's happening and he is a very capable guy. If you could speak to him, that would be great. The former ambassador of the United States, the woman, was bad news. And the people she was dealing with in Ukraine were bad news. So I just want to let you know that. The other thing, there's a lot of talk about Biden's son. Biden. Biden stopped the prosecution. A lot of people want to find out about that. So whatever you can do with the attorney general will be great. Biden went around bragging that he had stopped the prosecution. So you can look into that. Sounds horrible to me. Yeah, yeah, I wanted to tell you about the prosecutor. First of all, I understand I'm very knowledgeable about the situation. Since we have won an absolute majority in the parliament, the next prosecutor general will be 100% my person, my candidate, who will be approved by the parliament and will start as a new prosecutor in September. He or she will look into the situation, specifically to the company that you mentioned in this issue. The issue of the investigation in this case is actually the issue of making sure to restore the honesty. So we will take care of that and we will work on investigation in this case. On top of that, I would kindly ask if you have any additional information you can provide us. It would be helpful to the investigation to make sure they administer justice in our country with regard to the ambassador of the United States from Ukraine, as far as I can recall, her name was Ivanovich. It was great that you were the first one who told me that she was a bad ambassador because I agree with you 100%. Her attitude towards me was far from the best and she admired the previous president. She was on his side. She would not accept me as new president. Well enough. In the style of drunk girls in a bathroom, well, she's going through some things. I will have Mr. Giuliani give you a call, and I'm also going to have Attorney General Barr call, and we're going to get to the bottom of it. I am sure we'll figure it out. I heard the prosecutor was treated very badly, and he was a very fair prosecutor, so good luck with everything. I mean, your economy is going to get better and better, I predict, and you have a lot of assets. I mean, it's a great country. We have many Ukrainian friends. They're incredible people. I would like to tell you that I also have a few Ukrainian friends that live in the United States. Actually, last time I traveled to the United States, I stayed in New York near Central Park and I stayed at the Trump Tower. I will talk to them and I hope to see them again in the future. I also wanted to thank you for your invitation to visit the United States, specifically Washington, D.C. On the other hand, I also want to ensure you that we will be very serious about the case and will work on the investigation. As to the economy, there is much potential for our two countries and one of the issues is very important for Ukraine is energy independence. I believe we can be very successful and cooperating 
on energy independence with the United States, we are already working on cooperation. We're buying American oil, but I'm very hopeful for a future meeting. We'll have more time and more opportunities to discuss these opportunities and get to know each other better. I would like to thank you very, very much for your support. Well, thank you very much, and I appreciate that. I will tell Rudy and Attorney General Barr to call. Thank you. And whenever you would like to come to the White House, feel free to call. Just give us a date, and we'll work that out. I really look forward to seeing you. Thank you very much. I would be very happy to come and would be happy to meet you personally and get to know you better. I'm looking forward to our meeting, and I would also like to invite you to visit Ukraine and come to the city of Kiev, which is a beautiful city with a beautiful country, which would welcome you. Okay, well, we can work that out. Uh, I look forward to seeing you in Washington and, oh my God, maybe in Poland, because I think we're going to be there at the same time. <gasps> Thank you very much, Mr. President. And congratulations on the fantastic job you've done. I mean, the whole world is watching. I'm not sure it was so much of an upset, but congratulations. Thank you, Mr. President. Bye-bye. Bye. Oh, my God. That's, that's actually real life. I'm not entirely sure how to process that. Well, at least <laughs> we gave you a new way to process it. I hope you found that just as enjoyable as we found it painful. <laughs> but it's it's kind of enlightening in the sense that, like, it forces you to look at this dialogue in a way that, when it's viewed from this particular lens, you can see how absolutely absurd it is. It's just, it it shouldn't, it's so hard to get through. You know what I mean? Yes. Because you go, th this is not how people should talk, let alone world leaders. Uh-huh. And... There's an undertone that really is only, <laughs> like, palpable when you're reading it like this. Yes. Absolutely. I agree with you. A level of manipulation. Well, there's were. there's so much just, like, congratulations, congratulations, uh, back patting, back patting, back patting. You know, you you help me, I help no, you. No, you're the greatest. No, you're the best. Oh, my God, but you're economy. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and I mean... Something that really stuck out to me was when Zelensky says, you know, back in our, in our erotica skit where <laughs> I was ready to buy more uh, javelins. More javelins. When the president of our country replies, I would like you to do us a favor, though. It's an exchange. It's absolutely a transaction. Quid pro quo, Clarice. <laughs> yeah, let me not trip over that. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, seemingly so. And I mean, it will be up to the investigation, you know, to really determine whether or not impeachment is going to, well, it'll be up to the vote, really, to determine whether or not impeachment will proceed. And then from that point on, impeachment just means the president can be held on trial because no sitting president can be held on, you know, brought to trial. Whether or not the president is going to be removed from office is so far down the line. It's it's like the obsession of impeachment has made the real purpose of impeachment kind of 
Yeah. Unimportant. Yeah. And impeachment is simply a workaround to our law that says that a sitting president cannot be held, uh, cannot be convicted of a crime. Right. That is the law. Now, he can be impeached, at which point he is held accountable for his actions. That is still not being convicted of a crime that is being impeached. But it doesn't mean he's removed from office. Exactly. Right. And that is a really important thing to remember. Yeah, people have a tendency to, like, find impeachment and removal from office synonymous for yeah. some reason. And Bill it's not necessarily Clinton was true. successfully impeached. Yes, of course. He, however, was not removed from office. As we all know, he served two complete terms. Mm. Um, and so it's almost like impeachment these days has become the dragging of the dirty laundry out. You know mm, what I mean? Mm. As opposed to, we found this person doing something illegal and intend to remove him from office, and so this is the first of those steps. It's like that's been forgotten. Well, you know what happened? It's it's Bill Clinton effectively tore down the... In, in Roman politics, there's the mas maiorum, which is the, like, adherence to appropriate behavior. Mm-hmm. And Bill Clinton basically just refused to adhere to appropriate behavior he was like completely defiant you know what i mean he set up this idea that you don't have to hold yourself accountable for bad actions yeah and there is i've met bill clinton and he has a very magnetic personality when you are talking to bill clinton you feel like you're the only person in the room. He also stole my grandpa's tie. Oh, tell me everything. <laughs> so uh, my grandfather was working on the Clinton campaign. He was a campaign advisor. I want to say this was during his second campaign, but I might be wrong. And my grandfather's from Oklahoma. And my grandfather would wear his cowboy boots with his Armani suits, kind of an Oklahoma boy, right? Like, he might be dressed up, but he's still an Oklahoma boy. Well, he's wearing a tie with a cowboy who is on a, like, buck and bronco, right? This is like, he's on a bull. He's, he's on a rodeo animal of some kind. I don't know. I, I was grew up in Florida. I don't know what the fuck is in a rodeo. Anyway, so this is on his tie. It's the tackiest thing you've ever seen. But my grandfather is wearing it proudly because, goddammit, he went to law school, but he's still from Oklahoma. He is with Bill Clinton at the Late Show, one of those, and Bill Clinton spills something on his tie. And Clinton is like, oh, fuck, what am I going to do? I can't get this out. It's like silk. It's like like crazy expensive tie. And so he go- points at my grandfather, who's one of his closest campaign advisors, and goes, Ron, I need your tie. So my grandfather, who wants to win this goddamn campaign, can't send his candidate out with A, a dirty tie, or B, no tie, because good lord, he man's running for president. Can't do that. So my uh, grandfather... Uh, uh, um, Andrew Yang. I mean, I mean, mm. yeah, like unheard of. Mm-hmm. But I mean, this is also in a time when a president couldn't make fun of a disabled man and still win president of the United States. But mm. my grandfather gives him his tie. I'd like to say two things. One, my grandfather never complained about the fact that his tie was worn. 
but did complain about the fact that his tie was never returned. (laughs) (laughs) But famously told the story constantly. Oh, sure. And that's the effect of Bill Clinton is, A, you give him your your goddamn tie, and then you're, B, you're glad you gave it to him, and C, then you're kind of like, what the fuck happened? I never get my tie back? Yeah. And that is the Bill Clinton effect. Yes. But, I mean, the point is we're we're getting away from the point that... (laughs) That's Bill Clinton. <laughs> That's Bill Clinton. And he started this trend of just like eschewing responsibility. No, you know, I didn't sleep with her. Oh, yeah, I slept with her. Who cares? You know what I mean? Like, yeah, but she actually didn't swallow. Exactly. Um, but, like, but that's the point. Like, the breakdown of appropriate political behavior. When they found the tapes that Nixon had uh, basically told the, the CIA Watergate tapes. to under yeah. to undermine the FBI's investigation. The minute that was unearthed, he he was like, "Yeah, you know what? I better step down." Yeah, that didn't happen with Clinton. No, and I had an affair with my twenty-something odd intern, and that's not going to happen. With and Trump. I'm not going to fucking step down. And the You're problem gonna... is, is the exactly. idea is, had Nixon stuck to his guns. Maybe he would have never been removed from office. Wow. I want to point out, a night in is now saying that Nixon had more integrity than both Bill Clinton I'm and so Donald Trump. I'm so glad you pointed that out, yes. <laughs> no, but it was also just that the social pressure of the time yeah. was different. Yeah, no, absolutely. Um, people were held to different set of standards, Absolutely, yeah. And you could, you could honestly say that Bill Clinton probably would not have his campaign his presidency was held to a completely different standard than donald trump Mm -hmm. even with it being at a different set of standards than richard nixon Mm -hmm. donald trump there's that meme out there like i said earlier him making fun of that disabled reporter and it's the meme is i don't i still don't understand how it didn't stop here yeah well, um, we would love to engage further in this dialogue with our listeners. Please feel free to respond to us at uh, Tyler in France on Twitter or on Instagram. F-R-A-N-T-Z. Yes, not France, like the country. Um, <laughs> sorry, now I'm like default erotica. Like <laughs> We're going to be answering our phones. and wispy and <laughs> kind of grunty and sighy. Yeah. <laughs> any, any word that hmm? emphasizes size is suddenly really emphasized. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, we really, we really enjoyed this evening's episode and we hope you enjoy it too. And we'll see you next week, same time. Thank you. Bye-bye. Uh, or bye. Bye. Uh, we used quite a few of your skills and knowledge and we were uh, able to... Uh, 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 <laughs> it's falling apart. And you need to be a ham to be able to do that. I'm such a fucking ham. I'm a saucy little mix. It's actually okay to, to fuck up that way because nobody gives a fuck. Okay. Sorry. It's, it's just it's crazy because it's actually real. I'm sorry. No, I know it's like how they how they shut they they shut him down. They shut that good passenger down. He's down. Okay. Good thing I've got this really phallic mic in front of me. I know, it's a big old penis. <laughs> <laughs> no, you're going to punctuate too. Okay, okay. Groans, okay. size, mm. erotica. Mm. We are phone sex operators. Ah. <laughs> oh, I
fucked up. I used unique many times, so I thought I was fucked up. For fuck's sake. Do <laughs> you like that? I was good. Uh, I don't even know what I'm fucked <laughs> Just everyone marveling at the fact that this is not dialogue we wrote. No, I know. <laughs> I know, we did not write this. Everyone. Good, we know. <laughs> I'm quitting my job and I'm gonna be a phone sex operator. There's a town in Milwaukee that's running dry that exists. <laughs> All of our outtakes are literally just going to be from us trying to be erotic. <laughs> <laughs>